In this week's Parsha, we have the whole story about HaKairach, one of the leaders of the Jewish people in that era when uh, the Jewish people left Mitzrayim. And he um, starts really a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim. Uh, and somehow he's able to um, get the support of many other leaders amongst the Jewish people, and many, many Jewish people followed them. And they rebelled against the leadership of, of the really undisputed leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim. And as the Territ famously tells us, that um, Hashem gets very upset, and ultimately um, you have this tremendous miracle of the ground opening up and swallowing Kairach and all those who really, or many of those who were part of that rebellion. But before that actually happens, we have a pasuk where Hashem tells Moshe, He says, you know, separate yourself from this uh, terrible congregation. I'm going to destroy all of them. And the pasuk says that Moshe and Aaron fall to the ground on their faces, and, and they say, He says, Hashem who is Elikei Haruches, the God of all thoughts, of all people, could it be that one person sins, and on the entire congregation you get angry? In other words, don't punish all because of the sin of one. And Rashi comments, and he says, Ein midascha kemidas basar vadam. You're not like a king of flesh and blood, who if some of the um, country is corrupt, he doesn't know who sinned, and therefore he gets angry and punishes all, but you, who know everyone's thoughts, and you know who's the sinner. That's the Chumash and Rashi. So the, the idea seems to be pretty simple. Meshur Rabbeinu says, if some sinned, don't, uh, don't punish all. Um, and... It's, it's not clear what Rashi is adding and saying that a regular king, when some sin, he kills all. Does Rashi really mean that in any case, when there's some people who sin, a king will punish the entire uh, country or the entire community or the entire city? That doesn't seal, seem like a regular king. Even a, any king um, of justice would not punish an entire country or an entire city because of the sins of few. And the Rebbe really looks at the Rashi and asks many questions, which I'm not going to do here. Um, but just one point, he says, the Rashi says, um, some of them, some of the community is corrupt, and he doesn't know who sinned. So is it one person who sinned, or many who sinned? What, what's going on here? What's the deeper meaning of this verse in Rashi? And again, skipping the lengthy back and forth, I want to bring out one idea that the Rebbe says. When one reads the Pasuk, it sounds like Moshe is saying, you know, only kill the sinners. Only kill the sinners. Uh, don't, or only punish the sinners, not everyone else. The Rebbe says no. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, even amongst the sinners, even amongst uh, the uh, people who were part of the rebellion, the vast majority of them are only in it because Korach was the one who convinced them. He riled them up. He was the one who instigated it. And therefore, he says, even if many of them are corrupt, there's really only, only one true sinner. And that's why the Pasuk says it in singular form. There's only one person who really sinned, says Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Kairach. He instigated. All the others, although they sinned, really can they be held accountable. They're really not the sinners. And that's what Rashi means. Rashi says, a regular king, when there are a number of people who sin, 
ultimately, he doesn't know what's going on in the heart, and he sees a number of people who are rebelling or sinning, so they're all punished. But Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu says, should look deeper and should know that even though many of them sinned, ultimately there's only one real sinner. All the others are really uh, products of the instigation of one. So although that doesn't totally exonerate them, but still don't look at them as if they're the real sinner. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was davening to Hashem, to only truly punish the one who instigated all of the sinners, not all of the sinners themselves. That's the, an idea that the Rebbe says about that Rashi. You know, tomorrow is Gimel Tammuz, is the yard site, the day of the passing of the Rebbe. And I'd like to take this opportunity to say something. This Dvar Torah is not, not merely just a nice Dvar Torah, a Vart, a Pshat, an explanation in a, in a Pasuk and Rashi, but I think it's something much deeper and personifies so much of what the Rebbe really stood for. The Rebbe was a fierce defender of Klal Yisrael, of the way to look at another person, at another Jew, and that even when they seem to be sinful, and even when they seem to be corrupt in many ways, the Rebbe was always there to tell us, look deeper, and look and see that that corruption that you might see, that sinfulness that you might see, it's not really their fault. It's a product of something else. They themselves internally are not sinners, the Rebbe would say. The Rebbe would so often quote the Rambam. The Rambam who writes in his laws in Mishnah Torah and the laws of divorce, Rambam writes a fascinating halacha about a man who the courts decreed is required to give his wife a divorce. She wants a divorce and he's not worthy and he must give her a divorce, but he doesn't want to. And the Torah halacha is very clear. A divorce must be given willingly. And Rambam rules that the Beisden, the Jewish court, had the right to actually beat the person until he would say, I want. And once he says, I want, then and only then would they have him write the divorce document. And Rambam himself asks and says, what's, what's the point of beating an I want out of the person? Obviously, he doesn't want. So if you need his want, if you need his real... Um, you know, uh, agreement, then what do you gain by beating him? After all, it's not his real desire. And Rambam there famously says, no, it is his real desire. The real desire of the Yid is to do the Ratzin Hashem, to do the will of Hashem. We have that soul, that part of Hashem within us, and that's what we really want. But we have an evil inclination. We have those negative influences, and they're influencing the person to say, I don't want and therefore, when we beat that, I want out of the person. Then Rambam says, that person, when he says those two words, I want, is really is expressing his innermost desire to do the right thing. The Rebbe quoted this Rambam over and over thousands of times. And that's the way the Rebbe told us to look at ourselves and to look at others. To always see another as someone who is internally, innately good and wants to do the right thing but is only a product of so many different negative influences. I'll never forget, it was exactly 30 years ago. It was the Shabbos before Pesach, and I was a young student, and I was in the yeshiva by the Rebbe, and it was Shabbos in 770 by the Fabringen, by the talk, and it seems that some rabbinic figure had spoken publicly and had really spoken against thousands and tens of thousands of Jewish people that they're unworthy and they're unholy and so on and so forth, and the Rebbe spoke 
with such passion for an hour and a half straight defending Klal Yisrael, defending the Jewish people and talking about their beauty and talking about how anything negative about them is external and does not express who they really are. And therefore the Rebbe says we have to turn and look at another person always only with love, with respect and with a feeling of what can I do to help them find their own real internal desire to do the good thing, to do the right thing, to do the thing that Hashem wants from them. And therefore, this idea that the Rebbe explains in this parsha about Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Hashem and says, don't look at all these people as sinners. They're all products. Someone else instigated it. That really was the Rebbe's call as well, and the way the Rebbe taught us to look at ourselves, to look at each and every one of us, and thereby empowering that goodness, which is the truth of ourselves, and helping reveal that both within ourselves as well as within everyone around us until ultimately into the entire world to reveal the internal goodness and holiness that there is within everything. Have a wonderful Shabbos.